0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to season two, episode seventeen of the Marketing Matters podcast. I'm sat, sorry, I'm sitting here with my fellow podcast presenter David Wright. Hello there. As usual, at, at Glossop Gasworks. In well, today is quite a nice dry Glossop. It's been it's been very wet and windy over the last couple of days, and I was almost hoping that I might get to try out my new Land Rover in, in a flood, but unfortunately, it didn't quite get that bad. So maybe later in
1: the year. I, th- I think this is a little bit the lull between the storms. Well, isn't
0: well it? <laughs> yeah, it did look at, look a bit that way when looking at the weather forecast but actually I I should give a a credit to Claire who we spoke to a few weeks ago for this podcast because as a result of the conversation with her I went away and had a listen to the uh, welding podcast that she recommended and it was two very nice American guys talking about welding and they were bemoaning how difficult it was to uh, actually price up jobs because of all the variabilities in what they do and it got me thinking Yeah, that's a lot like the business we're in as well. And anybody who's read our our podcast, read our blogs in the past would know that the three words "Can we just have a a great place in our heart?" and it they because they just they're. Three very simple words, but they can have such an impact on what you try you're looking to do for clients. So David, when we hear the words can we
1: just, what sort of things does that do to you? I, I think in in some ways working in marketing, it there's a bit of a double whammy with can we just? Because first of all, I think what we're really talking about here is when we might already be doing something, some work with with a client, and can we just is the nice way of introducing a bit of specification creep into into <laughs> yeah, a project, yeah. which is, is all always a bit challenging to manage. But I think the reason I'm saying that I think it's a bit of a double whammy is that the nature of marketing is that inevitably it's speculative that you you plan to do something in the hope and expectation of something that you think happening you know my view that when you do stuff stuff does happen but you can't always predict exactly what's going to happen and so there's there's the uncertainty of is what they're asking us to do going to achieve the results that they want to achieve but the other thing which i think where it where it comes more and back to the specification creep is if we're working to a, an agreed fee with somebody it's a question of well what is it they're actually asking us to do what's the impact of that and is that something we feel it's reasonable to just include within what we may have already quoted or is it something that really is is, is more of a job and, and perhaps does need to be talked about it from a commercial point of view so you've got to, you've got to it's a difficult balance to weigh up. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we we talk about the can we just as a, as a specification group, but it also, you have to think
0: about it when you are actually, um, when you're pricing up jobs as well. I mean, we had a, a classic example this morning. We've just been having a new a new entry system put in at the gasworks and the guy quoted to to put it in and based on the quote i think he was thinking it would probably take him about half a day something like that maybe a little bit longer he arrived yesterday morning and left this afternoon i mean he did go, i think he did go home he wasn't here all night but it took him significantly longer than he'd expected and i think And for reasons which were, it turns out there there were elements of it he hadn't done before, so he was learning as well. But there were elements of it that were out of his control in terms of the technicalities of it, because when you're doing technical stuff, they don't always go as planned. And so that job took him maybe three times as long as he'd maybe priced for but I'm hoping I might be wrong but I'm hoping that I'm not going to turn he's not going to present me with a bill that's bigger than what uh, he originally quoted and I think that that's an example because you do when you're pricing jobs you have to price based on your best expectations of what the job will take and the fact is that things do come out of the woodwork and ultimately that may impact on how long it takes you to do the job. But I don't think it is right or fair to immediately think, OK, it's going to take me three times as long so I'm going to charge three times as much. I think you've got to take that view. But it is very much going back to what David was saying about it's about what those things are. Are they just delivering what you said you were originally going to deliver or have you has in doing the job other things come up that needed doing as well that have actually extended the job and I think so you've got to you've got to think about and some of those are work that you can charge for some maybe you can't
1: yeah and I, th- I think it's it's a, a very important philosophy of mine is the philosophy of no surprises and mm. I think that if there is I think it's important that when when you're doing any work for anybody that everybody feels okay about it and and everybody gets some benefit out of it and that means that the client needs to to feel they've they've got what they want or that they've, they've been able to take their business forward and as from from our point of view that that we feel we've been appropriately compensated for the time and effort that we've put in and and sometimes that's not easy because I think that you once you start doing a job there is a chance that it might turn out that because of complexities that you weren't aware of to start with that actually completing the job becomes inappropriately expensive Mm. and so you then have to have a you have to have the courage of your convictions to to talk about it not just keep plowing on hoping the problem's going to go away because the more you put into it the problem just gets worse and I think it's it's so important to have really good good relationships, so that you can talk these things through and agree that the, the most sensible way forward for all concerned. Yeah, because the worst thing you can do
0: when you can see a job getting out of control or get, getting to a situation where, you know, maybe you are going to have to charge more for it is just sort of press on and, uh, and then just... Think oh well I'll pay, present the bill at the end and everything will be fine. I mean I think you had an example of that. Another sort of example from a client, not with for us, but his relationship or his dealings with another supplier. I mean is that worth just mentioning? Maybe well, you don't yeah, want to mention that. Well I, it. I, don't I know. think this was
1: <laughs> I think it was an example of somebody. The impression I, I don't I don't know the person individually uh, personally, but uh, I get the impression it was a younger person who was had been asked if they could do something and they had I think inappropriately said yes they've been asked to do some some CAD design work and I don't know this for definite, but my suspicion is that they weren't using CAD to do it. They were using a standard drawing package on, on online, obviously, uh, on on screen electronically. But you don't uh, think they were there with a drawing board and a pencil, to shut? Uh, maybe they should have been. But I, from the conversation I had with with our client who commissioned this work, they they were saying that uh, this guy had put hours and hours and hours of effort into it, which I'm sure he had. But what had come out of it was just. Not appropriate. Yeah, and um, it's
0: it's one of that thing, isn't it? It gets to a point where the amount of time you're putting an effort you're putting into it is not viable. You're better off just to sort of cut your losses and and move on. And I think there it's about making sure that you talk to the client as quickly as possible when you see that happening and say, look, I've spent three hours on this. I can see to do what you want to what we need to do is going to, to take another 50. Is it still worth doing? And and have that conversation rather than just doing the 50, 60 hours and they saying, "Oh, here's the bill. Thank you very much." And as as you say, it's about having that relationship to be able to. Be honest and, and talk to clients when issues do arise and come to a solution before
1: the sort of the, the proverbial hits the fan and I think I think in that case I was just talking about the problem was that the job that the client thought that they had commissioned and the work that was actually being done were were diverging mm. and I'd, I think the more time and effort that was put in, it was never actually going to give the client what they wanted mm. and, and that, that's a bad example or a good example of how bad it can get. Yeah if you try and bury your head in the sand. But the flip side of that is there can be situations where you start doing something and
0: other things arise that are almost hidden issues that needed solving anyway. And yeah, then okay, to going back and saying, well, actually, we've identified this that needs sorting out as well. Yes, it puts the price up, but it means that ultimately the value of the job Maybe you didn't realize the value at the beginning of it, but the value of the job does increase. So it's worth doing. But that decision needs to be taken between yourself and the client rather than you just thinking, oh, well, I'll just press on and we'll worry
1: about it at the end. Because in our experience, that never ends well. (laughs) No, I, I mean, I, there was a programme I was watching on TV last night, which I think is quite pertinent to this conversation, where there was this youngish bloke who was property... It all develop- seems to be young people with you, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, well, because the older I get, the more of them there are. But that he was a property developer developing a mill, into apartments in Manchester and he was there with the contractors doing the work and the, the contractor was saying oh you know we've un- we've the more we've got into this and we've we've discovered these discovered these issues that are going to be some some extra work and these big beams that look very strong they're really he said well they're closer to balsa wood than oak <laughs> and so the the, the property developer turned and said well um so what do you reckon it's going to cost and this guy just sharp uh, just just sort of sucked his teeth and thought Pfft, think it's going to be about another million and you just then and, and, and to which the guy replied ouch and and so i think okay that was just a okay it was on tv it was a 15 second conversation but some fairly significant yeah. and impactful stuff can come out of that conversation which absolute whether absolutely has to be had whether it's a million pounds or a hundred pounds yeah. i think it, it obviously in the context of different jobs yeah.
0: But but I think that also, I mean, it does sort of demonstrate the idea that out of the can we just can can come opportunities. Because very often and I think it's all about how you manage them, very often the can we just is about the someone identifying that the, the job has expanded and maybe they wanted to there's more there's more things that need doing than they first thought of. The job can become more you become bigger and more valuable, I suppose, than than it was before. And as long as that that value is seen by the client, that's a good thing all round. Because the 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 issue is
1: being developed further than maybe they'd seen it at the beginning. As a, as a supplier, the way that you approach these situations can be, never mind, a, an opportunity to grow, or indeed maybe shrink the job to Mm. the important thing is keeping the job appropriate but but i think more significantly it's a brilliant way to build a relationship between you as a supplier and, and your your customers and clients because more and more in this world i think people are looking for people they can trust and have mm. confidence in and that doesn't just mean that somebody will deliver what they what you're expecting but also you know they're hopefully more knowledgeable about their stuff than than maybe you are and so if there is something that maybe you'd not thought of or that was going to to make the job less appropriate for what you're actually trying to achieve having someone that you're working with where you have you trust them and you have confidence that they will understand what your objectives are and and work with you to make sure that you you don't get bitten is a Mm. is a a very very valuable uh, asset in building a business yeah and
0: actually I mean we talked about the can we just and and sort of expanded I had a situation yesterday where I was working with a client with an issue we had on his website and I could see this job spiraling out of control and it I really I was Looking to try and fix this issue, and it just seemed to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I actually rang and spoke to the client and sort of explained this, and we had a chat about it. And as a result of the, and I could see this job maybe taking I don't know a couple of days to uh, to sort. Having chatted with him, we came up with another solution, which actually ended up with exactly the same result. It meant meant that the the client had to do a little bit more work, but there was less work for me to do. And it meant that actually he got a solution to his problem with a little bit of his time, which he was happy to put into it, and significantly less of my time. And I think I ended up billing him about... Uh, a couple of hours for it. And it was a solution that was appropriate to him. Yeah, okay, it wasn't as as big a job for us, but it was a more appropriate job and one that everybody was happy with that the the most cost-effective solution had been found for the issue. And I think that's... So yeah, it, it is about as you say when you see the job is going away from where you think you thought it was originally to talking to to the client and and making sure that you talk it out and come up with the most appropriate solution
1: and and i think it's also not just looking at it from the point from your own perspective of what you think the job is but trying to have an understanding of what the client's expectations are as well. Not from a, oh, I've got to beat expectations or exceed expectations, but but just from a very pragmatic, practical point of view. If you understand what what your client or your customer is, is hoping to achieve, it puts you in a much stronger position to help make sure they do achieve it or that they don't end up going down a blind alley which which can, can cost them a lot of time or money and ultimately have, with no no benefit or satisfaction out of the end of it.
0: Yeah and, and I think the other thing you have to remember or recognise is that actually the whole thing about can we just or specification creep or jobs not exactly going to plan, it's inevitable, it's going to happen and actually It is impossible to completely nail down the spec on a job and and predict at the beginning exactly what's going to be taken, what's going to be required to to complete that job to everybody's satisfaction. And actually, if you try and do that and you try and create a specification that is so watertight that you are sort of protected from any risk of having to do any work you're not getting paid for, it can make things, I think it can become tiresome. So actually having a good enough relationship where you you can put together the the project brief where everybody believes, yes, this is what we we want. You know, it's it's delivering what we want and and we and the supplier knows what they're delivering. But accept the fact that at the end of the day, things will change, and you, you, but by talking about that and having a good trusting relationship where you can talk about that actually makes it a much more pleasant experience than actually
1: trying to do it very legalistically
0: and say, right, this is absolutely the exact spec and we will not
1: deviate it. For, and, and really. I, th- I think it, it works both ways. It's, it's not just about a supplier wanting to, a completely bulletproof contract which mm. will probably make the job so much more complex mm. that it'll put the price up anyway but also it's about the relationship with with the with the client with the customer that if you have a customer who absolutely refuses to talk about about issues and just expect you mm. to, to take the hit on everything that's never going to build a good no. relationship and you know we've we've all had these these experiences and these clients but um, they're the sort of clients you avoid like the plague in the future yeah and, and I think it's one of those things where it's
0: great because we will have such long-term relationships with our clients we can take a view when there are some jobs that may be and you know we the, we talk to our clients about this and they know that there are some jobs that may be don't take as long as we'd anticipated but there are other jobs which will take a lot longer than we'd anticipated and, it, and ultimately it all comes out in the wash and again as long as you're talking about it I think it, it, it should always be seen as being about the the long-term relationship not just about who can win on this particular uh, job going back to the whole infinite game thing it's not about winning or losing it's about staying in the game and keeping that relationship with your client mm-hmm. to everybody's to everybody's satisfaction.
1: Yeah, and, and and it's like so many things. It comes back to it comes back to honesty, and it comes back to openness and, and relationships, and not ignoring things when when they when they crop up in the mm. hope that they're going to go away. Because my experience. Things never go away.
0: Yeah. Well, I think on that, we shall, uh, we'll start to draw it to a close. Now, normally, we, we sort of finish it with uh, some ideas as to what you can do if this has resonated with you. Now, I have a slight issue here. Normally, I have some written down on my notes. And because of the issue we had, and it took longer this morning, I didn't quite get around to putting the notes down. So I'm hoping
1: that when I say to David, David, what's your first suggestion? He's going to have one. <laughs> as as i just uh, just touched on don't ignore things it's better to raise things sooner and discuss them with as a as a client or as a supplier If you have issues, talk about them because talk about them then. If there's going to be a problem, there's going to be a problem. And if you talk about it sooner, it's going to be a smaller problem. Hopefully, though, by talking about it sooner, it makes it easier to resolve it again to everybody's satisfaction. So don't ignore things. I
0: think that's a good one.
1: And I think the other one is, yeah, when you're
0: looking at projects, think of them, take the bigger picture and actually... Um, accept that yeah maybe this project won't go as as exactly how you planned but then and may I don't know maybe cost a little bit more than you'd expect but next time there may be another one that maybe goes the other way so actually look at the the bigger picture and what you're trying to achieve and ultimately if the uh, additional work adds value and is, is worth doing, then yeah, it's got to be done. And if it doesn't, then don't be afraid to turn around and say, well, actually, maybe we should just cut our losses. And, you know, a little bit what you were saying saying earlier about having that tr- the, the relationship where you can sort of talk about these things and
1: decide what's best for a particular project. Yeah, and, and I think I'd, I'd just finish to say that whether as a supplier or as a customer, as a client, try to be focused on value mm. rather than cost or revenue because ultimately good relationships good business relationships are about delivering value and benefit and and i very much have the view that yes we're, we're in it's a commercial world and uh, um that we we've all got to pay our mortgages or put bread on the table or what have you but but um that if you have a good commercial relationship that uh, we based on trust and confidence, then I think to deliver value, and then there is every every um, opportunity that the the cash will follow. Mm. Um, but if your focus is purely on on cash, whether um, it's getting as much as possible as a supplier or. Spending as little as possible as a, a, a client, as a customer, those are always going to be more difficult yeah. relationships. Yeah. And I think
0: just to finish. I think, I'm sure I've said this before about because uh, it always amused me about Steve Jobs uh, and the fact that he famously always said he didn't care about the bottom line. It was all about delivering value for the the customer because he believed that if he did that, then the the, the bottom line would just follow. And well, <laughs> I think he he did all right for himself on that philosophy. So we'll we'll leave it there. Um, as usual, if you're interested interested in uh, this sort of stuff. You'll find more of our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find posts on bsamarketing.com. Uh, and if you just go and uh, type, can we just into our search bar, I think you'll find one or two uh, posts about that. And we have been taking a bit of a break. Hope you've enjoyed the, the quiz. If you if you get our emails, there's a quiz goes along with that. So I hope you've enjoyed that. But the post will be back in the next couple of weeks in in September. So watch out for those. You'll also find us on on social media, particularly Twitter, and LinkedIn at BSA Marketing. So until next time, I will leave it there and just say happy marketing. Bye for now.